It is September 12th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Today we're going to talk about SmackDown Live and do a little Hell in a Cell preview. Uh, with me, as always, on Wednesdays, Justin Labar. How's it going, man? It's going well. How are you? Uh, you know, Hell in a Cell is coming up Sunday. You excited? Yeah, it's Hell in a Cell. How can I not be? That's normally my attitude. <laughs> despite despite WWE's lackluster efforts on Monday, how can I not be? Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. I just, I expect so much more for this pay-per-view, at least. You know, I feel like they've they've done a pretty good job, although maybe this is sort of when it cools off. We've talked about this before. It's the idea it's a new season, it's a new year at WrestleMania, and they go into SummerSlam. This is inevitably the cool down period, but I feel like it's been hotter in recent years. Well, I mean, September September is traditionally just a tough month for anything. I mean, you know, you got kids going back to school. Everybody spent the money on the summertime. Television wise, you're competing against all the new shows coming back. Uh, you know, weekly on 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 major networks. You're dealing with 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 football. You're dealing with getting to the postseason of, of baseball. I mean, I I don't remember. I don't remember if it was who it was that that had the. Um, the report of it but you know when all the talk about all in uh that was obviously on september 1st um there was some interview or some report that had vince mcmahon's thoughts on it where you know he where he said something like you know oh september one you know it's september you can't it's hard to do anything in september i mean this is a guy who's been a, a lifelong promoter for for five six decades uh so uh yeah i mean september's just traditionally just a down year or down month excuse me the year i blame the pumpkin spice i do too i'm i, I don't get into the whole pumpkin craze i don't know well it's not even pumpkin it's pumpkin spice the type of spice you use in a pumpkin pie i'm convinced though it lowers testosterone production something there's something there it's the reason why our entire society just goes to hell in the month of september and not in a good way like hell in a hell in a cell should be uh speaking of which we opened up last night with jeff hardy coming out and uh yeah talking about demons not finn balor not kane but Randy Orton, he's going to inflict a load of pain on at Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Oh, my God. You know, demons are the most uh, probably consistent and reliable heel in the pro wrestling business. Look at how many guys have had to battle demons. Yeah. Yeah. They're popular. That's got to be a Vince McMahon thing. Do you think after Vince McMahon goes, there are some things we're never going to hear a reference again? I don't think it's a Vince thing. I think it's just become a wrestling culture. I think I think it's just become a wrestling culture thing that that, that the wrestlers themselves endorse uh, of a way to just generalize and characterize their problems, uh, the, the, the range and the different issues of addictions and 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 what have you. So I think I think it's just become a. I think the wrestlers and the, and the culture just likes it because they don't have to go into specification of what the problem might be. <laughs> but they can just simply say demon. That just kind of covers a whole wide range of the stuff. Ah. <sighs> Yes, no in the chat. No, I'm not mocking Jeff Hardy's personal demons. I get it. I get the I get that he can make the comparison. I get he can do all of that. It's just uh interesting to me in a company where you have two very prominent demon characters that were both on TV recently. Wait, somebody some, asked somebody asked you if you're mocking Jeff Hardy? You know, in the in the chat sometimes we get uh interesting questions. And I feel so it would sometimes we just need to clarify. But no, in the WWE there are two prominent demons. So first off. Don't even talk about facing a demon in the ring if it's not one of the two of them. Like, don't just be Randy Orton. Man's a serpent, a snake. Randy's got his own thing going on. Demon is not one of them. Stop stop infringing on gimmicks. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Do something. I don't know. I okay, let me here's what's weird about this. 
I'm looking forward to Jeff Hardy in the cell Sunday against Randy Orton. He could be he could be going Hell in a Cell against a mop, and I'd be looking forward to that because it's Jeff Hardy first time Hell in a Cell match. Uh, this feud does nothing for me. Yeah, I tend to agree. For all they've tried with um, with Orton's promos that are obviously head and toes, head and shoulders better than. Um, Jeff's and of course the pulling of the ear thing, which I know strikes a chord with you. For all the attempts they've had, <clears throat> yeah, to me it really does boil back down to okay, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the bell to bell car crash of what Jeff Hardy could do inside of a cell, and obviously Randy Orton's a, a veteran in the cell. So yeah, the, the 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 reason that they're fighting really means nothing to me, but um, you know, I'll I'll definitely be um, paying attention uh, to this match for sure. I wonder was it demons that caused Jeff Hardy to forget the end of his promo and just say I'm going to hell. Let's have a good good show. What what the hell was that? It was a weird ending, and that led to a match with uh, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. What are they doing with Shinsuke? I'm assuming he shows up and somehow interferes on Sunday. But doesn't it seem weird that the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title not even on the radar as we go into Hell in a Cell on Sunday? Yeah, and I think maybe this plays into what we talked about before, which is you you got Hell in a Cell this Sunday. you got the... Melbourne, Australia show uh, the first weekend of October. Then you got uh, Evolution after that. I mean, it, it, it goes back to they got so many things they got to balance and promote and book towards that, you know, it, it just, I guess it just wasn't in the cards for them to have the two mid card titles on this show. And maybe it'll be featured more prominently at one of the later shows we have in the next month and a half. Yeah. I mean, I like the belt being on Shinsuke Nakamura, but we were talking about this Monday. I think they need to get the Intercontinental title off of Seth Rollins. If he's going to keep uh, doing the shield thing so heavily, because it's just completely buried. I mean, it's lost in the shuffle with Seth and Dean and uh, Roman on Raw. Yeah, I agree, and it makes you wonder that that uh, situations like that make make me wonder. Okay, how um, how in advance did WWE decide that they were going to have the Shield reunion once they realized when Ambrose was going to be healthy, or how um, last minute of an audible was it to? do what they needed to do to get Braun back to being clear-cut heel. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, what did you think of the match last night with Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy that Randy Orton came in out of nowhere and uh, Jeff Hardy got a DQ win? It was a good match. You know, again, you know, Jeff Hardy, I mean, he's seldom disappoints. I mean, everything, you know, just from, just from the, the recklessness, excuse me, of his body. <clears throat> you know, Shinsuke is very athletic and innovative when it comes to offense so i mean again these two have fought before but it hasn't disappointed uh but you know just back to the whole uh, gist of the whole conversation you know the the title kind of is floating in irrelevance with with no real commitment to it uh hardy and orton's kind of like all right well what are we really fighting about so it's like enjoying the matches but the story not so much no absolutely um so of course after that orton beat up jeff hardy there was a chair. He was slamming his head, the back of his head against the steel steps. I don't recall seeing that. Certainly not in recent memory, that spot. I thought that looked cool. Probably looked uh, much more damaging than it was with the way he was doing it. Yeah, you know, uh, WWE's always been a little bit more cautious in the last five years about what they do with uh, the head, uh, even even whether it be chair shots to the head or even Seth Rollins' curb stomp was taken away more so because of a visual and a cultural naming thing but i mean they're they're usually pretty protective and monitoring what kind of um head trauma they do with with spots so this did you know stand out oh absolutely um they were hyping last night maurice versus brie bella in the main event with... did you ever did you ever think that maurice would be promoted for a one-on-one match in a main event of, of a week of one of the weekly live shows 
and I didn't want to mock it last night. I mean, a women's main event on SmackDown, absolutely. But that being Maurice versus Brie Bella, it's like, whoa, yeah, you, okay. You, you can't mock it, Mister. You're traveling three thousand miles. I to know. Get, to get ramp seats at an all woman show. You you have to advocate. You have wrestling. to you have to advocate for all that they just decide to do, whether whether you think it's ridiculous or not. Uh, to an extent, but no, look with the Miz and Daniel Bryan, it all makes sense. It's just, you think about, I mean, come on the, the two least likely women to main event SmackDown live. Um, yeah, but you know, the match was okay. And we'll talk about that. Uh, they really built this up last night, definitely in the involvement of the Miz and Daniel Bryan. They had the interview backstage with the Miz and Maurice. Uh, yeah, seven years. Seven years, Maurice's first singles match in the WWE in seven years. Um, I like how she kept saying she gave birth a few months ago and she was, yeah, can do this. And Daniel Bryan was out for three years with head trauma. It was like, okay, just childbirth and head trauma, same thing. Well, I think the comedy of it's kind of what helps the heel heat of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, AJ Styles promo. AJ sitting ringside, like he's going to give you a PSA telling you not to smoke. Uh, but instead talking about his relationship with Samoa Joe and, uh, yes, AJ Styles built this house. It's not for rent and damn sure isn't for sale. what did you think of this uh, promo from AJ? I like the promo. I, I always like it when they do empty arena stuff. I always like it. You know, I just, I don't know why, I, whether it's empty, you know, the, the rare occasion we've seen an empty arena match or when they do, um, um, you know, pre-tape promos like this, I, it just gives it, 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 it's just attention grabbing. I, I guess it's one of the things they don't do. It's not in the rotation of every month we're going to see it, or even every two or three months. So I guess it stands out to me. So it kind of um, you know, grabs my attention. You know, the 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 personal level that the, they have took this feud, having the empty arena, kind of really gives that um, that 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 solitude. Ref, ref, you know, he's reflecting deep kind of vibe. I don't know. It just worked for me. I like it. Um, I think this is definitely, as we've talked about over and over, the opposite. It's good to see the depth of, of, of the story. I think it's brought out some of the better uh, promos in AJ that, that, again, goes away from him just touting how great he is, but it gets personal and it talks about some some elements of emotion. So I, I was all for this. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned PSA because I finally did finish the season two of Glow not too long ago, so I couldn't help. <laughs> I, I felt very PSA. I thought that was going to be – it did have a very PSA feel for a moment to it, so I was – Everything was running through my head from uh, you know, teen pregnancy to don't kidnap songs. Uh, what was what was the the quote that Bash had on commentary? A woman without uh, a mother without a child is just a person. It's just a person. <laughs> just, just a get, person. Get him in character and Moro Ranallo on the same commentary. Oh Damn. my! <laughs> I would love to see that. Um, I think the sincerity of what AJ did was okay. I feel like with AJ though, it's it's hit or miss. I like his look, I like his delivery. The content is okay, but it doesn't always connect. And then you compare it to what Samoa Joe did later in the night, which was a plus uh, all the way. Um, I, I think that's the problem: is that AJ working with someone who's so flamboyant and over the top, and this just makes AJ seem a little plain. I guess I could see that argument. I mean, again, you have to remember, one's got to be the baby face and just kind of you know, pure, and one's got to be tormented and, and singing, a, or not singing, but a, you know, reading a, a, a children's book that's, that's you know, got evil intentions. Um, I don't know. I, I liked... I, I like the I, I like the different feel for the again. It, it, let me put it this way: it was better than okay. So, so the alternative, because since you already have what, what you're going to get from Samoa Joe later, so the alternative for AJ is either come out in front of a live crowd, which we see uh, you know by everybody, or you know go out to the Gene Oakland position at the at the ramp and, and be interviewed. You know, like th this was just a good just to keep it fresh. I mean, these guys have been feuding now for you know two months. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so it just it was just a good way to try to you know occupy a week and let it be different and not not the same. Yeah, and uh, I mean, impressive that they did it in such you know one take essentially. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. Or pardon me, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair plays uh, face Sonya Deville in a non-championship match last night, and I think we all knew what was going to happen after. But uh, let's talk about this match with Sonya. I haven't seen Sonya on SmackDown that much since she moved over. What did you think of the match between her and Charlotte? I'll be honest. I was I was splitting my attention between something else. I was I was checking. I was looking back every so often, but I, I didn't really get to follow from start to finish this match. So I actually have to defer to you. How, I mean, I and I like Sonya Deville. How did it come off? It was good, you know. I mean, not the best, but I think for they knew what was going to happen after, and that really being the showcase, this was a competent, credible match. I think Sonya looks good. Look, I don't know if creative is ever going to have anything for her, um, and I say that it's not sp- problem specific to Sonya Deville. I think if you're not Charlotte or uh, Ronda Rousey, there's no guarantee creative is ever going to have anything for you um, in the near future, but... Well, the yeah. bigger the bigger issue for Sonya is she's she has this real fighter MMA gimmick, and you have Ronda Rousey on Raw, who is one of the most you know decorated MMA fighters, and then you have a guy who, while he might not be with the company, not, while he might not be a title holder at the moment, he's still synonymous with WWE and Brock Lesnar. So it's like it, it's it's kind of like that's if there was ever the worst time to have an MMA fighter gimmick, it's when WWE has Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey associated with them and holding titles. That is true. Uh, yeah. It's like when the rock comes back and Miz tries to play with the movie star thing, just kind of like, Ooh, doesn't, doesn't work so well. well no, no, but that <laughs> does, that does because the Miz is supposed to be this ridiculous, you know, uh, you know, chicken shit heel. So it, it actually plays off great. That it's a parody that he, that he's, he's this A-lister, but he's really straight to DVD with a real fighter gimmick unless they want Sonya Sonya Deville to claim that she's a real fighter but you know she gets the beaten with a clothesline um <laughs> if they if they're trying to present her as legitimate it's a very tough thing to do when you have the shadows of of Brock and Ronda more so Ronda cuz you know if we want to be appropriate to to gender here it's just that's a hard thing to and then you know and, and I mean you know it's just I don't know yeah I could see that I mean they could punk her out that way if they try and make it be like you know hey Ronda I'm an MMA fighter as well. Let's have a match. And then she gets destroyed. Now, if they want to build Sonya up, like, like if they want to really build her up and obviously keep her on a separate brand from Ronda, but I mean, you'd have to like, I mean, last night's not what you want to do. You don't want to put her on TV and have her lose to Charlotte. You'd have to really build Sonya up. I'm talking video packages, make her you know indestructible for a very lengthy period of time and, and build to a collision of her and Ronda to get people to buy in that Sonya Deville is some, is the undiscovered badass where Ronda Rousey is obviously the, the box office draw. But we've already seen too many. We've we, they've already treated Sony and booked Sony just like another female fifty fifty booking. So that's probably too late for that. Yeah, and I could see them doing that with Shayna Baszler um, on the main roster, giving her the credible MMA fighter push, only to ultimately lose to Ronda if they want to put them a feud together. Yeah, as opposed to allies. So anyhow, uh, bearing the lead, of course, Charlotte won with the figure four bridged into the figure eight. Sony Deville tapped out, and after Charlotte stopped on the ramp to take a selfie with some fans that should have been the first sign something was up they normally don't do that at uh tv tapings but from behind becky lynch in a wig and glasses uh threw charlotte back came out started beating her down uh yeah loved it yeah it's it. great i mean you know it, it was it was a uh, again something you don't see 
Uh, and it's not the first time this has happened, but you don't see it regularly. Um, it was it was just well timed. It wasn't you know she didn't pander at the crowd too long. It was just quick enough. You know, like you said, that 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 is a it's not something they do on TV. So she did it just quick enough that maybe okay she's sneaking one in for this this you know, this little girl at that's ringside. But you know the attack was good. The disguise was good. Uh, everything from the just the, the Becky Lynch look. I, I, I gotta say I'm, I'm I've I've really done a 180 from from being uh, disgruntled SummerSlam week. I, this now every every week has gotten better and better. I think I can. Uh, back off my my uh, my unhappiness and I'm and I'm 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 digging I'm digging it I'm digging the the aggressiveness of, of Becky I like the look the, just the the badass leather look and um you know I said last night she's she's the she's the most badass uh, woman with orange hair since Lilu from the Fifth Element I'm loving it ah <laughs> uh, well here's the problem though yes uh, here's here's the problem Becky was standing tall at the end of that segment which leads me to believe Becky is not winning the championship on Sunday at Hell in a Cell. Well, and but that that usually that is the formula, um, and that is usually is the formula. But I don't think that whatever happens at Hell in a Cell between these two, I don't think it's the end. So that doesn't. Oh, it's not. That, yeah. You know, so that's okay. I mean, if it, if it's gonna, if it's going to take, you know, quite honestly, I mean, Charlotte just grabbed the, the title at SummerSlam. I wasn't not expecting her to drop it in the next pay per view after, but it, this is this is going to be a build to something. So it doesn't it doesn't eliminate Becky from possibility of getting this title before it's all done yeah they're, they are having a rematch in australia many people are speculating in evolution the story will continue and speaking of stories samoa joe had a bedtime story a children's book called night night aj written by joe with illustrations well with uh, video footage that was made to look illustrated but there were words on a page still samoa joe went down to kinko's you know laid this out <laughs> chose his fonts uh did the print had it bound in this leather book this was so goddamn elaborate. I absolutely loved everything about this. That someone in creative said, and you know, we could just have some Ojo sit down and do this. We could just make a cover and have him show you the cover and read from that. But oh no, we're actually gonna write it down and make a full-on video package of this. Uh he's gonna be uh the new husband to AJ's wife, the new father to his children. This is so over the top, it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll admit I am not uh I am not the leading man to to uh, hire as the biographer of Samojo's career. You know, I watched him in, in Ring of Honor. I've watched him in TNA, but by no means can I, um, you know, recite his history, uh, as I'm sure some of our other viewers might be able to. But here's what I can still gather, is that Samojo, look, uh, a, a badass, a good wrestler, a badass look, um, has carried his name with him all around the world, even that to change his name, you know, that was a big deal. But... You know, he, he was a guy who was a really good he, he was a good wrestler and he had and he had the, and he had the aura and he had the the, the, the reputation of uh, you know a guy can work tough he can you know he can be he can be stiff if he needs to be he can hang in there with a Brock Lesnar as we even saw uh, on that brief occasion last year but it's one of those things where you can do all that stuff and when you come to WWE it's, it, 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 you know it, it is over the top it is entertainment it is some sometimes stuff that you're like you know take take a guy out of his comfort zone and you know I don't know if, if Samojo thought when he when he came to NXT or came to Raw and SmackDown, if he ever thought he'd be doing a segment like this or, or if he'd feel comfortable doing it. But he did it. It got over. It worked. It fits with the story. And this is, I mean, and this is good. This is the kind of stuff that, you know, I, I think Samojo fans want to hear this. And, and, and what I'm about to say is this is the kind of stuff that further endears himself to Vince and to that kind of management, which is he's willing to, he's willing to be given this idea and, and willing to be given fonts and illustrations of the book and, and, and own it and take it to the fullest rather than saying, oh, well, I don't do that. I just go out and punch people. You know, like I mean, this is good. I think this was a good thing for Joe, not only for the story, but for Joe uh, as an as as a person and a, and a worker there. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, uh, but Joe 
the cherry on top of this was he tweeted, uh, you know, maybe he'll submit it for a Calicot award. Did he really? Yes. Good. See, that's what I mean. Own it. Own it. Take it to the fullest. Take it to the fullest. That's deep. It's like Joe. Uh, clearly, uh, do they even still do the Caldecott Award? I remember that from like grade school. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know call, they call, and call Raj and ask him. Yeah. I know they changed the name of the one that was named after Laura Ingalls Wilder. They changed that recently. I can't remember what it was, but they uh, changed that. I don't know. Children's literature. You know, I guess if you're an adult reading young adult books, does it still make it a young adult book? Isn't it adult fiction? Who knows? Ask, uh, the, ask the people in our chats. Even any of them are children's literature experts. Well, nowadays with the Hunger Games, you know, with uh, Divergent, The Maze Runner, like all of these, even Harry Potter, technically it's young adult fiction, but adults read them as well. Do you read a lot, Justin? I'm a I'm a big uh, those two two genres i'm big on biographies i love uh i love biographies in books or or on television i love people's story not just wrestlers but just people's stories just you know uh, people of note in their stories i like biographies and i'm really big with certain his historical topics like i am fascinated with john wilkes booth and the whole assassination of lincoln but then there's a big belief that wilkes booth did not die a few days later as 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 the history would show so things like that you know napoleon you know just moved to london became jack the ripper <laughs> Yeah, biographies and history. Yeah. See, I, I saw Hamilton, fell in love with the Hamilton soundtrack, bought Ron Chernow's book, made it about halfway through the for forward, and was like, I'm not going to be able to read this. This is far too dry. Where's where's all the rapping? You know. <sighs> Anyhow. Any any answer on that Coldicott thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Just like stay on topic, guys. It's really it's hell in a cell. I mean, actually, wouldn't that be great? Oh, talk about a show on the WWE Network. I want to know, like, or just a feature on the website. I want to know the books on tape and the podcasts that wrestlers are listening to when they when they travel. That would be fascinating to know. Fair enough. Yeah, they tweet about it sometimes, but I'm always interested in that stuff. Um, anyhow, uh, Becky Lynch interviewed backstage. Still going to break Charlotte's arm on Sunday. Number one contenders match. The Bar versus Rusev Day, determining who is going to face the new day for the SmackDown championship Sunday at Hell in a Cell. What'd you think of this match? Good match. You know, I have to say that I, I was, I was starting to think the bar was going to win this, you know, just to kind of push, you know, the bar and the new day and, and the more traditional heel and face. But uh, <clears throat> I'm happy to see Rusev day. You know, as I said, you know, when you get, when you get a title, that means investment. So they haven't got the titles yet, but this is a good sign for them. Uh, what's going on. So uh, looking forward to it. And speaking of Seamus, uh, for anybody who's in the Pittsburgh area, you might want to check out my podcast, Wrestling Realities. I might have uh, VIP passes for you next Wednesday, the opportunity to win VIP passes to go and meet Seamus at a meet and greet here in Pittsburgh on uh, September 22nd. Well, you can ask him what the cricket wireless ball is like in real life. <laughs> we can do that too. Yes. <sighs> Remember, I mean, actually, it's nice to see Seamus in commercials still because for a while he was in everything because of his look. He was just getting uh, pimped out. For all He's of their a, stuff. You know what? I the he and I hosted a post SummerSlam party in New York City in Brooklyn a couple of years ago after SummerSlam and, and and I've spent some other time around the dude. He the I'm glad that he I'm glad that he's gotten to do this stuff because he is actually for he's one of the more truly charismatic and entertaining guys that WWE has. And you don't know necessarily always want to you wouldn't always necessarily put him in that same category with the Miz and, and other people that might naturally come to mind when I say charismatic. 
uh, just because some of his time in WWE has been, you know, mean, stiff Irish guy with red hair. He he's got so much personality. So uh, I'm I'm always thrilled whenever they get to they work him into endorsements because I got to think if you're a, an exec for whatever company that's you know dealing with okay who who WWE are you guys gonna you know which character are you gonna have help endorse I got to think that when the first time they they see Sheamus and the audition tapes or or see Sheamus do uh, the these these takes I, I got to imagine they're thrilled because he's just such a such a funny guy and, and if you get him get him going. No, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of funny how WWE has backed off uh, him a lot and showing his character on TV. I mean, with the bar, they've barely done anything since they've been on SmackDown. And that was, what, shortly after WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. So I thought the bar was going to win this last night, but Rusev Day, uh, Rusev got it with the Machka kick on Sheamus, got him the pin, and Rusev Day is facing the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Sunday on Hell in a Cell. Yeah, um, you know, I I know we'll make predictions. I'm sure here soon. I again, it feels pretty good for 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 Rusev Day, and you got to keep in mind the New Day being champions again. I don't think that was a long term plan. I think that was just simply product of 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 Rowan's injury uh, and having to take the title off of Rowan Harper. Yeah, definitely a good transition there, though. Our um, Truth versus Andrade Cien Almas. Our uh, Truth, accompanied by Carmella, Andrade uh, with Zelina Vega. And Andrade won this match last night, but this was competitive. I mean, I thought both guys looked really good. Truth is uh, keeping it going, man. Yeah, that seems to be one of the themes we can find is each week that the WWE has now got a, a commitment at the moment to um, to both Almas and Truth uh, of, of making them be credible, even if they're not winning the matches that they're in, they're 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 losing to credible guys in competitive fashion. So uh, interesting, interesting to have the two paired, uh, given again the, the previous week's track record that we've talked about with both of them. No, absolutely. Uh, speaking of pairings, backstage, Asuka and Naomi, they're keeping that going. What did uh, you make of this promo? I don't really have much words for it. I'm not quite sure what I was... I don't know. <laughs> this, <laughs> I don't have an answer for this one. I, I, I fail on, on analyst at this moment. Uh, I, 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 I walked out of the room, I walked back in the room right at the tail end, I hit rewind to, to catch back up to it, and I watched it, and I said, all right, that, that was confusing to me. You think women's tag titles still in the still in the picture for maybe closer to evolution? Yes. yes. Okay. There you go. Oscar Naomi. Maybe. I mean, again, I mean, again, I mean, they, you know, again, from a visual standpoint, they, they, Absolutely. they, they work, you know, they work, they're both colorful and, and intense, uh, you know, in a very beautiful, fun way. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean the promos are going to be gold, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> You know what it's like? Uh, I remember seeing this thread on Reddit once about what was the, the grossest thing you ever ate. And of course, you can imagine what a lot of people said. But uh, one guy, his response was, one time I was thinking, I love Doritos and I love Mountain Dew. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Doritos in a bowl and put Mountain Dew on it and eat it like cereal. And he found that those two great tastes, while fantastic individually, did not go great together. I feel like Asuka and Naomi might be Doritos and Mountain Dew. That was deep, Glenn. But I always think of that. Out of curiosity, what when you said 
when he started this and he said that some people said, like you alluded to, I should know the answer to what the grossest thing some people ate is, but I don't know if I know that answer. I mean, just about insects, just imagine uh, like something you I, realized was rotting. I thought there was like one particular thing that I was supposed to know. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying you could imagine the variety in a thread like that. Probably 90% of the responses were kind of like, okay, yeah, well, that's gross. But for some reason, it stuck with me that that comparison of sometimes two things you love just do not mix well together. And I'm afraid with Asuka and Naomi, that's going to be the case. Who's the Mountain Dew and who's the Dorito? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll, I'll have to think on that a bit. A little philosophical. I want your answer by the end of the podcast, please. <laughs> uh, I think Asuka is the Mountain Dew in this situation. See, I was going to say Naomi is a Mountain Dew. Oh, see? Agree to disagree, as Raj Giri is so fond of saying. <laughs> uh, but no, I think their chemistry could, could be there. It could get better in the ring. It could get better with the promos. I just thought this last night was not... Not the best kickoff. You know, like when uh, Gold Dust would form a tag team with someone, they, there would always be that vignette at the beginning, and more often than not, it hit than it missed. Of the, like, let's pair up and be a team together. I did not feel like this was that. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, but there's potential. And yeah, like I said, both great in the ring. Let's see what their chemistry is in the ring uh, together, tagging. And uh, them versus the Iconics. Hey, that could be all right. Uh, Brie Pella versus Maurice in the main event last night. Brie accompanied by Daniel Bryan. Maurice accompanied by The Miz. I thought this match was okay. Well, they did. They made the, and I'll, I'm using air quotes here for those of, for those listening to the audio only of this. Um, they did the match for exactly what it needed to be. I mean, you, you're not, you, you can't expect these two more so because of Maurice, and that's just because she has far less in-ring experience and repetition doing this. <clears throat> you can't expect these two to like put on like an eight, nine minute, like really solid one-on-one, -on -one, like you know, reversals or anything like that. I mean, this match needs to be, first off, this match for that reason needs to be a lot more um, just uh, just simple stuff. It's simple, just meaning hard punches, throwing somebody into stuff, just, you know, very basic. Uh, I, I tend to use the word hardcore, even though it's not necessarily hardcore in the ECW sense, but just a very easy grudge match kind of stuff. Um, you, you need to do it for the protection of those two to kill the time. You also need to do it because that's where the that's where the emotion of this feud has gotten to. They they shouldn't be waiting around to do wrist locks and reversals. This needs to be just a, 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 a fight feel of, of throwing each other into stuff. So I thought they, I thought the match was laid out very well. Whoever the, the producers and agents of the match were, obviously, hats off to them. I thought that was done well, and obviously getting the guys involved uh, well timed uh, to you have to do that as well. So I think all in all, um, the, you know, this is the match that I would pick to be. This is the feud a match that I would pick prior to SmackDown that needs to end the show before the go home. Yes, I know people are big about title matches, and we got a couple segments promoting the title match of AJ and Samoa Joe. But this is really the, this has really got the most emotion, and it's got the most traction, um, and it obviously it's got the most history with a couple years of, of build uh, that the Miz and, and, and Dana Bryan have had. So uh, I thought this was this was this was done well. Yeah, Miz pulled Bree out of the ring, so uh, technically Bree won by DQ. But after shenanigans and uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie were standing tall, chasing off the Miz and Maurice, which leads me to believe maybe the Miz and Maurice are winning on Sunday. Uh, it's possible. Again, you know, I don't think this is the end. <laughs> so back to the same thing with Becky and Charlotte. Um, you know, this, this could very easily just be another chapter. Yeah. Um, all in all, I thought this was an okay episode of SmackDown. Solid. There's some good spots. Great wrestling. Um, love what Samoa Joe did. 
I think if anything, though, it's just Hell in a Cell. What do we have? Eight announced matches for Hell in a Cell on Sunday? Sounds about right. So I'll look at the card and give a quick rundown of that. Uh, yeah, eight matches announced. That seems not that many, but granted, SummerSlam, what, had like 13 when all was said and done? Well, and SummerSlam was longer. Yeah, plus, I mean, you know, you always, in a, mat, in, in a show when you're going to have a, uh, a gimmick match like Hell in a Cell, multiple of them, you definitely want to leave some pad of time. Yeah. Okay, so Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. How do you think this goes? You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of WrestleRumble.com where you can win up to 500 bucks predicting the winners of these pay-per-views. Um, and this is one of the hardest ones actually to pick because I could really see a true either way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean toward, and this this could be the difference in if you're playing WrestleRumble and the, the points. I'm going to lean towards, I'm going to go with The Miz. I'm going to go okay. with the Miz and Maurice. Um, I'm just following that whole thing about the heel win, let the baby faces keep chasing redemption. Um, I just think that there's, I, I just can't see Brian and Bree winning it and then that just being it. I just feel like there's just more to tackle with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of Miz and Maurice winning. I think Daniel Bryan, you want that moment. I don't know if they're going to be able to drag this out to Mania, but Survivor Series, maybe. Maybe. I mean, who knows? You know, again, we've, we've mentioned the amount of um, mixed tags that are forming it just on SmackDown, you know, so, you know, you could even get to Survivor Series and have a fun mixed tag eight-person deal eight if, person if you wanted. Tag. Well, you could. I mean, you could have Rusev, Lana, Brian, and Bree versus uh, Vega, Almas, Miz, and Maurice. Did you see uh, Mixed Match Challenge? The finals are going to, like, TLC in December or something absurd like that? No, really? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, like it is going on a long time this year. It's going to be a round robin tournament. I don't th obviously not single elimination, and there's going to be two matches uh, each episode instead of one, like last year. Ugh. Yeah, we'll see. So yeah, it was like they love the mixed tag now, though. It's a thing. Well, but again, if it's not really costing them an expense, they're doing it right there where they, they already have they're already set up for TV. It's an extra whatever half hour. If it get, I mean, you know, they and it was fun. It was fun last year or they, earlier this year. Get some <laughs> social media numbers. They sell a sponsorship too. I mean, I mean, I get it from a business standpoint. It doesn't hurt anything. And again, it it, it pushes more the female talent. No, absolutely. Um, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, Dolph and Drew. Do you think, well, I mean, we'll talk about this. See, I think one faction is going to have all the belts at the end of Hell in a Cell. Well, I mean, that would be, I mean, you would think it would actually be the heel faction because they're, they're trying to tout this new heel faction of Braun, Drew, and Dolph uh, to be so powerful. So I, I don't see Dr Dolph and Drew, after having just gained them, dropping them back, you know, dropping them. So, uh, I mean, which that would bode well for me as a Braun Strowman fan, which we'll get to. But I'm going to say no yeah. matter what. Uh, Drew and Dolph. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton, the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Jeff Hardy. And uh, yeah, I think Hardy should have this, but man, I just hope it doesn't go right back to feuding with Shinsuke. I feel kind of got to liven this up a little bit. It's just, you know, getting a little stale. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but the New Day versus Rusev Day. You think this is Rusev Day's time to finally win it for the Tag I'm Team a, Championships? I, I'm going to say yes. Again, the, the, it, the New Day only has the titles because they were the easy, reliable option that the WWE needed to make a quick decision on once Rowan got hurt. So I feel like, um, you know, I feel like this absolutely WWE seems to have, have found some commitment towards Rusev Day. So give him the titles. Um, 
uh, it's not going to harm New Day. You know, it's a fun, it, it's a rare, actually, babyface, babyface situation that WWE is letting happen. Um, I'm going to say the the investment's there for Rusev Day. Six months too late, but yeah. Mm. Well, I don't, if, if the people are still cheering the way they are, it's not too late. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> They're hot. They're a hot, uh, hot team with Lana. They've done a great job with it. Yeah, I, I would love to see Rusev Day get this at Hell in a Cell. Um, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. I'm going to go Charlotte, but certainly not the end of this. Yeah, I would love to see Becky win, but maybe Evolution. Maybe that's how the stars are aligning. You know, I'll fly to New York. I'll go to the show. Becky Lynch wins her title there. <laughs> I, oh. I hope for your sake, for yours and my sake, I hope so. Yes. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, Ronda Rousey. I don't even. I don't even know. Just from now on, just I'll just pick Ronda. I don't. I can't even. I can't even realistically think about when she would actually lose the title and who would actually beat her for the title right now in WWE. That's what I'm saying. What are the betting odds on that? Like, just put a dollar on Alexa just because, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see... I mean, I, I, I could... It's not a far stretch for me to say that Rousey absolutely is walking in and out of WrestleMania, and that's, what, six months away as champion. Yeah. You always think she's going to walk out of WrestleMania as champion, not Charlotte. Yeah, well, we don't have any guarantee that they're going to fight each other, but, I mean, I think Ronda Rousey, you know... I. But barring, based upon what we know right this moment, I say that obviously, you know, if, if an injury happens or something else happens that changes the situation. But I think right now, knowing what we know, I have a hard time even foreseeing when the hell she would lose it. Yeah. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the SmackDown singles, uh, or pardon me, yeah, yeah, for the WWE Championship title. Uh, kind of a Ronda Rousey situation. I, have a, I don't know when I see AJ Styles losing it, so I'm going to say AJ Styles. <sighs> I want it to be Joe so bad at this point. And then he gets to take over AJ's life. <laughs> I mean, if that was the plan, I'd be all for it just to see the to see what they come up with. But uh, yeah, in a smoking jacket, you know, <laughs> hanging out with Wendy and the kids. He did, again, the smoking jacket. What is with the the the, the what is with you, you, what, 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 why do you want to see the Samoan Hugh Hefner walking around with this man's family? What is what is your obsession with this? Because go all the way with it, man. I mean, he just wrote a children's book for Christ's sakes. Yeah, how much further does he need to go? Go all the way. <laughs> I want the Pillman Austin confrontation. You know? All right. Well. Actually, if you know what? If Samoa Joe loses, I think that's more likely to happen. I think that's what happens on SmackDown is that, you know, after the match, we get a vignette of AJ coming home to find Samoa Joe already there, sitting in his lazy boy, you know, smoking jacket on, asking Wendy to go, you know, uh, make him a martini dry, you know, while uh, Samojo reads to the kids. Maybe they should really dive into something that was done uh, this time of year back in like, what was it, 90, would have been 97, I guess it would have been. Talk about Pillman, but Pillman and Goldust, where Joe fights Styles, but if, if Styles loses, Joe gets Wendy for 30 days. Because I think <laughs> Pillman did that with Terry Runnels. Let's go that way. You know, I bet you something like that was Vince pitched that, and people had to explain to Vince why in the year 2018 that's not going to fly. Oh, it's nonsense. It could fly. <laughs> we shall see. Um, man, ah, love this feud. Don't want this feud to end. Well, it's not going to end because they're going to have another match in Australia. So, uh, yeah, this should be good. Uh, but the big one, the big dog versus the monster. With his money in the bank cash in, Braun Strowman challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship with Mick Foley as special guest referee. 
I mean, if I'm if I'm trying to go for accuracy, if I'm trying to win, get some get some points and win some money on Russell Rumble, I I, I don't like as big of a Braun fan as I am. I, I I'm picking Roman just out of if you're asking me truly who I think is going to win. I love your idea of having one faction have all the titles once you leave, and, and, and momentum's there for the heel the new heel faction. I just I guess it goes back. Well, you know, then you know, part of me is like it goes back to the thing of you know they just gave it finally to Roman. So would they have him drop it this quickly to Braun? But at the same point, I guess I have to take in a factor that they gave, that Roman got it because they wanted him to be the one to beat Brock. I don't know. I does 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 Vince want Braun as champion? But he only wanted Braun as a clear cut heel as champion. You know, and that's why he had to do. I mean, I don't know. Just everything. There's just too many muddled factors. I just I unfortunately I can't see Roman losing this. Yeah, the way that I like to bet on anything WWE when I'm making predictions, if I want to be accurate and you're know, not just going for my hopes and dreams, I go with what would the most disappointing outcome be for me? <laughs> what would the most stereotypical, boring sort of, oh, well, of course it went that way. If I think with that head, you know, with that mindset, I think uh, that's that's the way to do it. And I'm pleasantly surprised if it goes the other way. Yeah, yeah, you just you're dealing with a beast that is a hell in a cell. So it just seems like it's a scenario of, you know, Roman finds a way to still be champion. But uh, again, there's a, there's a way to there was a way to protect Braun, you know, and him losing, you know, he falls. I don't know, I don't know what they do, but there's it, just it seems like that's what it would be. Um, but I, I God, I, I would love. I, I, it would be a tremendous and pleasant surprise. Now you talked about you said to me earlier about Rusev Day six months too late. I then debate. Okay, um, you know. Braun wins it, but he wins it as they're trying to paint him as, as the, you know, and granted, he, he traditionally is a, I mean, he traditionally is what a heel should be in terms of his size and everything, but he's, he had such an organic connection with the crowd. Oh, yeah. To me, I would wonder, okay, was this six months too late giving it to him right after he now decided to make him, or trying to book him as a, uh, as, as a, as a, as a full-fledged heel. So, it's a know. year too late for Braun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's over a year too late. Over, you make it two years, you know, a uh, year and a half. Um, but again, if I'm if I'm picking for for betting purposes, I'm going to say Roman. Well, here's what I think, uh, and here's this goes into why one faction is going to have all the belts in my mind, because okay. it's Super Showdown or at the Saudi Arabia show. Uh, well, Super Showdown they announced six man tag. I think they had some stupid stipulation, like all the titles are on the line, and like a house show they don't change hands, but they use that stip to build up interest in that six man tag for the Super Show. Uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a worthwhile pitch to be at the creative table. All right. Yeah, I just see something like that happening, or else why do I care about a three on three match with these guys? Yeah. All right, I'll give you that. Um, man, there's too much going on right now. They have too much programming. <laughs> but it's hard to complain about that because you know you you get it all for nine ninety nine. You know. But I want it to be good. You know, it's like, okay, so I'm watching the new season of Iron Fist on Netflix. You watch the Marvel shows on Netflix? Nope. Okay, well, this year they cut it back to 10 episodes. Usually it's 13. I'm watching and thinking, you know what? They could do this in a tight six, and I'd be a lot more invested in it. Instead, I'm just sitting here waiting for something to happen in half half the time. I mean, they, they see the value, and, you know, obviously, you know, per the billion dollar deal that's coming with, with with Fox. I mean, they 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 see value and be able to just pump out a high volume of programming. And of course, the result is that's a lot of programming to keep fresh and to keep consistent and keep good. Uh, so it does let the quality suffer. But they still, 
even 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 with wrestling ratings being you know at some of its lowest point, they still have more people tuning in to watch than most other things on cable. So they're able to get the money they need to get for. So as long as that master is being served, I don't see any change. I just think you got to find a way to make it interesting if you're going to drag it out. It's, I mean, uh, you know, show we reference on Monday nights that's on opposite Raw, Better Call Saul on AMC. That's a prequel for Christ's sakes. I know how this ends. <laughs> and it's riveting because they find ways to make it interesting, even in the tiniest nuance. And I think with WWE, there's a lot of sort of like, ah, let them figure it out in the ring. You know, we got one story beat. We can drag this out for a month. I've said it before. I think there's just too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. The stock price all time high. Keeps doing well. Could have bought it. Think about what it was uh, three years ago this time. Three years ago was at 20, but three and a half years ago. Like $9. Yeah, it was. Uh, I could have bought it at 15. Remember thinking I should buy it at 15. And at 20, I was kicking myself. Now. You're too late now. You're, you're, you, you, you think Rusev Day is six months too late. You're, you're three oh, years yeah. too late. But that would be a good, a good uh, angle, though. And you never hear people that talk about this business ever mention that. You know, uh, yourself, uh, the other writers and podcasters out there, you never hear them saying, oh, yeah, well, I own a WWE stock, not because of journalistic <laughs> conflict or interest, but because we all have no money. And can't afford to buy WWE stock, but the upside would be that well, creative sucks, and they're dragging this out. But hey, I'm I'm at least getting paid because whatever this banal crap is is clearly working. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying I want there to be an upside. That's all I'm asking. Just a little upside. WWE wants to gift me some shares. At least I'll feel like okay. Well, I'm now now I'm personally invested. I bet you Raj has stock. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe after the XFL, you know, no. Um, that was, was that before they were public? That was around the time they were public. They went public in 99 XFL. Was... Yeah. XFL was uh 2000. 2000 yeah. yeah. They went public heard... October of 99. They went public. You heard anything more about the XFL? I feel like they're supposed to be announcing. They're supposed to be announcing the team locations this fall. Okay. There we like, go. Should, like soon. Please Vince spend all your time on the XFL. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to plug before we take this home here? Uh, podcast. Uh, find all my stuff I do. Podcast chair shot on at Justin LaBar. And again, I say WrestleRumble.com. It's a ton of fun. If you think this is a boring or predictable show, make that much more enjoyable to watch by doing WrestleRumble.com, competing against me and hundreds of others by making your predictions. Each prediction is worth a certain amount of points. Those who have the top points get up to 500 bucks, and then the rest of the prize money is listed on their website, WrestleRumble.com. Nice. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Please give me a follow. I will be live tweeting along with Helena Cell all Sunday night. And then immediately after the show ends, myself, Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, going to break it down. Talk about Helena Cell, what we thought, and Blue Chew's back as a sponsor uh, again on, on Sunday night. So that'll be fun. Maybe I'll have to take another one on the air. We'll see what happens. Although, you know, to take that and then have to be around Matt Morgan for half an hour is just tempting fate. Uh, anyhow, guys, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here next time. Wait, wait, the rest wait, doesn't, isn't, isn't Matt Morgan's, isn't his town called Longwood? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you too want to be the commissioner of Longwood. Blue I'm going to write that down. Promo mm. code INC. Try it free. You're welcome. I appreciate that, Mr. Labar. Uh, until next time, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.